You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 273, Dope, hosted by Dan Terry. So uh, were you guys ever planning on releasing Blood Money Part 2 or kind of left us hanging there? And Joseph Wren. I just want to point out we're rolling on a dope episode. I am also rolling. I love it. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if you're still waiting for Blood Money Part 2, then you are ready for this episode of Discography Discussion. I am Joe. That is Dan. The day has come. You said it would never happen. More than once, you said it would never happen as New Metal May 2022 continues. This podcast is talking about dope. Yes, we are actually going to talk about dope this week. And you might be all like, Dan, I thought you said that was never going to happen. Well, it's happening because, uh, you know, I also said that, you know, we needed to, um, you know, we, we, need, we needed to cover every band. I also said that Tim Lambesis was never going to reform Azalea Dying, but here we are. I mean, let's uh, let's do this. I mean, I'm, I actually was pretty impressed by dope post Papa Roach episode. I'm still recovering from the flaming I got from that one. So uh, here, here we are. We're still alive. There, there might be an art. There may or may not be an army of angry Papa Roach fans outside of our houses, picketing us, throwing things at us. But you know what? We're gonna, we're gonna push on. And what a way to push on! We didn't come away from Papa Roach the way we thought we would when we started that episode. And Dan wanted a palate cleanser. We hit the stop button. I started editing the show. Dan says, man, I just need something not so serious. I need something that really makes me say this is new metal. I need I need something fun, stupid. I immediately stopped what I was doing, turned to him slowly and said, Dan, it's time to talk about dope. And I was like, fine, fine. Anything but Papa Roach. Yeah, it's fine. Do dope. Whatever. It's fine. Let's just do it. Do you feel better? And that's how, and that's how he got his way. I, I do actually feel better. Um, dope's definitely not really my thing uh, very, very often. But I mean, at least they're aggressive and really not very mainstream marketable. I mean, they are a little bit. They, they definitely had some songs and some soundtracks. They've got you so know. many covers. It's not even funny. Got a lot of covers, and uh, you know what? It's fine. I love listening to Dope. The same way I like listening to old Coal Chamber, it's fun. It's to wave the new metal flag so high and so proud and not be worried about, is this so radio rock? Is this so technical? Is this so heavy? This is fun fucking music. And I remember how it started because... I bought the very first album when it came out in 1999 for a reason that I'm not so proud of. And we'll get into that very shortly. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I, I'm happy. This is a this is a happy episode. People people let us know that we should be more positive on the show. So we are going to get down with some dope. Well, before Dan and I take our happy pills, I'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything Discography Discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We are on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse. 
ask it to play the latest episode of the Discography Discussion Podcast, and it will. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Be sure to like, favorite, and subscribe. It really helps us out. It lets us know you're listening, and now Dan is going to tell us all about five-star reviews. We do enjoy reading your reviews here on Discography Discussion. If you are able to leave us a written review somewhere, we will read it. If you're doing it on a podcasting app, we do check those. If you are just doing it just willy-nilly on your socials, make sure to tag us uh, so that we can so that we can see what you have to say, so we can read it on the show. If you would like to sponsor an episode of this podcast, send us an email at danandjoeshow at gmail.com. And uh, you know what? Let's just get let's just get on with it. Let's just uh, let's let's dive, let's dive headfirst into the dope. Take a drink every time I say dope. Over on Facebook in reference to our for today episode. Ryan Rowe comes in hot saying this episode better be mean AF. F you, Maddie Montgomery. It's kind of a hot take. Joel Calderon of Lightworker uh, commented uh, just, you know, like, uh, okay. It was, a, it, it was a gift. I'm not going to read you a gift, right? Uh, yes, I pronounce it gift, so fight me. Um, it's the right answer. Yep, absolutely. I'm just lying. It's Jeff. Yep. Um, Ryan Road goes on to say, I think given the place I was at in my faith journey at the time, seeing uh, seeing Maddie Montgomery and For Today plastered all over HM and other sites, uh, I was at unable to escape what I had already concluded was shaky, shitty garbage theology or practice of Christianity, along with Maddie Montgomery's self-appointed status as some kind of voice. Perfect confluence for me to develop a strong loathing. Just hit the bit where Dan talks about album two being turn and burn. And I want to say encountering that in my own way, along with these young musicians, enraged me. For today becoming so popular hurt my brain and my soul. And it goes on back and forth after that. If you want to read the whole conversation, you can join our group on Facebook uh, that's connected to our page. It's called the Discography Discussion Official Group. There's and a yeah, link I in the show knew, notes. I kind of knew that was going to be a hot, uh, sort of sort of a hot topic uh, with this band, with For Today especially. Um, anytime you get into that sort of extreme ministry minded religious sort of, uh, connotation, uh, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna maybe upset some people. <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, honestly, I wasn't too upset with for today's musical output other than a few road bumps in the beginning. It got better. Not my favorite band, but a band that is remembered for a reason. And this was one of those times we finally got to cash in on what the listeners have been asking for. So I hope you enjoyed the For Today episode as much as I enjoyed it. And make sure you're telling us all the things that you want to tell us, whether you like what we have to say, what you don't like what we have to say. Leave comments. Dan just told you where. Everywhere. There's links in the show notes. Join the Discord server. Should we just get right into it? Let's get into it, shall we? So, Dan, tell me and the listeners all about Dope. It's heroin, Joe. It's it's heroin. See, the, the band named themselves Dope because they, they used to sell, well, they, they used to sell heroin. Uh, specifically, specifically the two the two Dope brothers, uh, Simon Dope and uh, Edsel Dope, they, they sold Dope. In New York City, they, um, they, they went to jail. That was a, that was a thing um, that that happened in the past. They they decided that you know they were pretty much I guess I don't know I, I don't know what went on with all that, but they they definitely uh, did sell drugs in New York City. That was sort of their sort of their claim to fame. I actually don't know if they did jail time or not, but uh, regardless, they did decide to form a sort of hard rock industrial metal band 
1997, which is weird because I, I swear I thought Dope was around way longer than that, like as a band. But I may I may have had them confused with, you know, all the other five billion industrial metal bands that existed in the 90s. <laughs> I remember when this band started, at least when they were released, because the first album, Felons and Revolutionaries, came out in 1999 at a perfect time for all your favorite new metal bands. And that's where this band fit right in. When you say dope, I think of Static X. I think of Cold Chamber. I think of all the bands playing in drop whatever version of the tuning you want to claim because Korn released several albums with their seven string guitars, which were also tuned down. And it was about the rhythm. It was about the heavy. It was about the groove. We've talked about new metal now for years on this podcast. Why does dope stick out in my mind? Because at a time when I'd never heard somebody do vocals like Cold Chamber, I had so many bands that had that sound, had that feel. We're being heavy. We're distorting our voice using electronics. We're mixing in the industrial with the metal, with the rock, with the groove. Marilyn Manson had been doing this for a couple years. We were right off of Antichrist Superstar. So there was a lot of this sound post-early 90s industrial that just fucking worked. And I think Dope is one of the bands that you can put right next to Static X and say, these are the guys that do the heavy metal disco thing. Yeah, I don't really get the disco. Uh, Static X had that super driving beat, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I'm definitely more, um, I don't know. I hear, I hear stuff like a little bit of like ministry and skinny puppy sort of sort of sound with this it's funny because like they're they're so industrial at times that i i it's really hard to decide whether you're going to talk about dope in december or if you're going to talk about dope in may right but uh i think there's enough there there's enough new metal in here to justify it i think in in may they they toured with with new metal bands back in the day i mean a lot of these band industrial metal bands got sort of lumped in with with the new metal crowd and uh, I can totally understand why, especially like I don't think that Dope sounded very new metal on their first release. But as time went on, and as the rest of the '90s and early 2000s started happening, uh, they definitely started shifting more in that direction. I love any new metal record that unapologetically distorts the lead vocalist, and whether he's screaming, yelling, speaking, it just has that sound. It has that vibe. It sounds like the late 90s. Edsel does all that stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> he does it with and without a voice changer. So it's, it's true. Anytime you're mixing these elements together and it just sounds like 1999, how could you not be happy? I'm happy listening to this right now. I want to stop and listen to this record again because this is nostalgia for me. It's not the definitive new metal band for me, but this is nostalgia. The record starts with Pig Society, Debonair, Sick is in there, Still Life is at the end. It just pushes play, and the mixtape that is dope, new metal, whatever you want to call it, starts and goes for a solid 40 minutes. I love it. Hey, Joe, that song's not called Still Life, buddy. We're not listening to American Standards right now. I'm this sorry. Is, uh... This, this is dope we're talking about right here. Right here. What it's I meant to shit, say was shit, shit life. life. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Everything's, 
Everything sucks. It's fine. Everything uh, does I, suck. You know what doesn't suck? Hmm. Dope's cover of Fuck the Police. I mean, I, I don't want to go as far to say that it doesn't suck. Uh, it, it, it's, it's awesome. awesome. It's awesome. In it's a, a great in a cover. Very, in a very dumb, fun kind of way. And that that's the, that's the way I would describe this record. It's dumb fun. And it's dark. Like, it's not dark. Like, uh, what was the band we talked about in December that I was like, oh, God, they're so dark. Velvet um, Acid Christ? Yes. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not dark like that. It's definitely more... There's almost like a wink to everything that they're doing on this record. And I don't know. I don't know if they're just like cheesy dudes that like take themselves more seriously than they're supposed to. Or if this was meant to be as fun as it is. Like I can't I can't tell if this was an intentional choice to be kind of like like faux evil. But it's something that's gonna be kind of a defining characteristic of this band uh, for the rest of their career. And I mean, I love it. I, I love, I love Pig Society. I love everything sucks. You know, um, Kimberly's Ghost, America the Pitiful. You know, like it's just very, it's it's on the nose, like shock rock in, in a way. Like they're they're trying to they're they're trying to offend your parents. Like you're gonna listen to it and be like, oh come on, you cheese balls. But like your parents are gonna be like very upset. You know, and I think that that's the sweet spot that Dope lives in is like. We're gonna use the F word a few times. We're gonna all oh, we're gonna prominently display that parental advisory sticker on the front of the CD, and um and and you're gonna love it because you're gonna be upsetting your parents, but you're gonna get the joke, you know. And uh, I mean, they did put out like six albums kind of in this vein, so like maybe maybe it wasn't a joke, but to me it feels like a joke, uh, and, and I'm I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm I'm laughing at it. But I do like the overall energy of the songs. I, I always love that 90s industrial guitar tone that they have. I mean, everybody had it. Gravity Kills had it. You oh, know, yeah. Um, you know, big time, you know, even even earlier. Um, oh, my goodness. There was another band that we talked about. You see how much I pay attention to the industrial December bands. Um, but don't tell me. I, I know this one. This one's going to it's going to come to me. It's come to me later. We're going to move on. But I'm going to remember what band it was. Jeff really liked him. I remember that. Let's get to 2001 life question mark. There's no question that this is the follow-up to felons and revolutionaries by dope. It sounds like 2001. If the last album sounded like 1999, this one sounds like 2001 pre POD satellite and alive. We talked about it on a previous episode. Everybody wanted positive music later in the year. In fact, it was the Andrew WK episode that Dan doesn't want to remember. But earlier that year... I remember that party. Dope put out their second album, and this was that time in new Metal where it wasn't so defined as Limp Bizkit and Korn, everybody else. This is when you had Power Man 5000. You had all the industrial rock bands all working the same crowd, playing the same big shows, doing the same big tours. Dope was one of those bands. And I love how much this record sounds the same, but it's cosmetically improved. The band has a little bit more of a produced sound. It's not so fake sounding all the time, but it's industrial rock. There's always going to be a piece of fakeness in there. That's the design. That's the point. I think this album kicks off when you get to Die, Motherfucker, Die. What might be the number one song by Dope is right out of the gate. 
album number two. I actually really like this one. Uh, this is a more more digestible version of kind of what the first album was. But this one, you have more like cleaner choruses. The band actually has a much better chorus game on this one. I don't really think that the first record is like has a lot of mainstream aspirations. Uh, this one, you know, you get a few songs on here like Now or Never and Slipping Away that, you know, I mean, they were they were good enough rock songs to make it to, to, you know, hit 28, 29 on the mainstream rock charts. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty that that's that's interesting for me. It's uh, to think of that because the band that put the first record on out didn't really seem to didn't seem to care about that stuff as much, but here they're, they're making a dedicated effort to, to get a hit, to get a single. And, uh, and I think it works for them. I think, I think it's a little bit more of an original sound for them, if that makes sense, because I could compare a million other bands. By the way, the band I couldn't think of earlier was Stabbing Westward. Uh, it's a good band. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but that's largely how I feel about Dope, too. I feel like sometimes they're amazing, and other times I'm like, oh, my goodness, guys, come on. Uh, but this record is, I think, a really, really good step forward, and I think this is more of the dope that people know. You know, this is this this is a little bit more new metal, especially in the way the choruses go. You know, they, they have that, that melodic sort of driving but still heavy guitar behind it sort of uh, formula that, you know, I know guys like Joe just eat up like ice cream. You know, it Two just scoops. works really, really well. Yeah, Big it works spoon. really well. It absolutely does work. And this is just nostalgia for me. This is a detuned six-string guitar. This is make the distortion dark, scoop all the mids out, and just riff. Play low, rhythmic, bouncing riffs. And this is before vocalists really knew how to be heavy without just sounding dark and scary. I've said it before on the podcast, when I think of new metal, what the sound of new metal is, it's corn, it's Limp Bizkit. It's old school corn, it's Limp Bizkit. No denying that. But there is a piece of new metal that is the self-titled Coal Chamber record and will never not be that. Dope is playing in Coal Chamber's yard. They're playing in Static X's yard. They're playing in everybody's yard and they came up with this sound that is Etzel's voice. It's not so much the riffs, but it all works. It's a nice, sweet spot in interesting songs that it doesn't matter that the riffs are not 100% unique or complex. It's not about creating the most technical song you've ever heard. It's about having a good time and just pushing your parents' buttons. Dope does that very well, and they will do that very well for the next five albums yeah they absolutely will i yeah i i i like this one a lot i might like this one the most uh it's the most uh nostalgic i think sounding even though i don't have a lot of nostalgia for dope i didn't listen to much dope before we did this episode um i was never a huge fan of what i heard but uh they're definitely better than i they're definitely better than i thought um so yeah i mean i i i'll give them i'll give them credit where it's due i think that um, I think that they, they were set up for success as early as this. 2003, group therapy. Because, you know, if, you ha- if you're if you on a lot of dope, you need to, you know, make sure that you, uh, you know, go to group therapy. I was going to suggest that dope is group therapy for all those Papa Roach albums we listened to last week. 
Oh my god, dude. It's gonna take years to recover from that. <laughs> I mean, ignoring the fact that we, we recorded it, released it, and put it out on the internet, so people are literally going to be reminding me about it for years uh, after this. Do you remember all the things we said about Static X when their sound kinda changed, but Wayne Static still had the same vibe, the same focus. The records just morphed a little bit. Dope doesn't really do that at this point in the discography. It is cosmetically different, but it has the same vibe. When you well, pun pun definitely intended here, but uh, they definitely fell into a groove and uh, they they stuck with it uh, throughout group therapy. This is this is honed in even more than what they had done on uh, on life. You know, and I mean, they are starting to sound a little bit like Static X, uh, you know, here, um, especially like the song I Am sounds a little bit like later, like later day Static X. But um, it is interesting hearing them sort of, I never want to accuse Dope of taking things seriously, but like, I don't think you can. They're a fun band. This seems, though, a little bit more like time is spent trying to craft good catchy songs but still kind of throw that wink in there to be offensive lyrically but digestible musically i think that's i think that's their sweet spot and i think that they really nail it on this record anytime you get this kind of sarcastic vocal sound mixed with everything etzel does you have groovy songs the drums sound very real in 2003 when production was changing and we were about to get songs that were mixed and mastered for MP3 not very well. This record sounds like a band playing in a room. There's a little bit less electronic sound, but the vibe is still there. It still sounds like dope. It sounds less like 1999, but if you're a fan of this band, you've got three solid records here. And yeah, and they're full on new metal now. Like there's no, there like there's industrial, yes, but they are still full on new metal. Especially when you get to bitch. Well, yeah, I mean that's the ultimate. They they love that song. They throw that song on every record in, as a bonus track. I mean it's it's, <laughs> it's like it's like that. It's like their favorite song, probably because it's awesome. It's awesome in a dumb way, but it is awesome. How much dumb do you want, Dan? I mean, I've got all the dumb that you could possibly need, but I mean, if you want a very specific specific brand of apathy. I mean, I guess I'm here to provide it for you. 2005, American Apathy. It's a great record by Dope. If you want to hear Dope write songs that Dope writes and plays live, they're going to do that. In fact, they're going to do it so well, they're going to turn around and pull a little more of that industrial sound out of the past. I miss walking around with a giant CD case because... There was a special place in that case for bands that had multiple solid records, and there was no guilt, there was no shame. It didn't matter which record I picked, I knew I was going to be satisfied. I applaud the dope fan in 2005. You just completed your first set of four for this band, and they're all good. <laughs> uh, I love it whenever a record starts off. You know, like you know you're right in the middle of the 2000s when they're opening a record up with George W. Bush quotes. You know, it, like it, it's taken way it out just, of context, by the way, taken way out of context again in a dumb, fun way. Like, like, I mean, you could tell that like Al Jorgensen from uh, ministry hated George W. Bush and like everything was like very, very anti. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure like, you know, dope hates George W. Bush, too, in 2005. I mean, a lot of people did. 
Uh, but again, they just they still made it funny. And like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to think these records are funny, but I think they're hilarious. Like, I, I'm having a lot of a lot of fun listening to them because, in a certain sense, if you showed this to me and it, they're like, we're doing a parody of American new metal industrial in the '90s and early 2000s, I'd be like, oh my god, dude, this is spot on, you know, and. Um, yeah, this one's more industrial to me. It's got a little bit more electronic elements in it than uh, than the last album did, but they're still hitting us with those new metal riffs and the, those new metal choruses. And uh, it's it's getting fun. It's getting even more fun than it was before. Um, and you know, the the song that I could absolutely not stop laughing when I was listening to was uh, "Sex Machine." I just it it is just like it's one of the dumbest songs I've ever heard in my life. And I listened to Andrew WK, okay? Or I did one, that one time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is just like, it is such a stupid, stupid song. Stupid than love bitch. It. Just asking. Yeah. Way stupider. Way stupider. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. That, like, that, that, that really like sums up the record for me. Um, whatever you do, don't listen to the, don't listen to like the, the, the expanded version or whatever of the record or the reloaded. There's just too many tracks on it. It's too long, but. Um, if you take this record just on its own, um, you, you're pretty much good to go after... Uh, at, well, you know what? Go ahead and listen to People or People, because an industrial band always has to do a Depeche Mode cover. They just have to. Um, and that's fine. But yeah, I would say stop after that, because like uh, Apathy Reloaded is just nine more songs that are just remixes of other songs. You don't need them in your life. They're not going to improve the record. It is what it is. There's something positive about a band that's not afraid to play songs that they like and put them on their album. You used to say, why does there have to be a cover song? Or why does this band have to do an album of cover songs? And while you can make an argument against the second piece of that question, I think some of the best bands, some of the most entertaining bands of all time, just play songs they like and record them and put them on albums. So if Dope is consistently doing that, that tells me that they are having fun. This isn't a chore for them to put these albums together. They're writing their dope songs. They're having fun. They're pissing off your parents. And, well, we're here, guys. Let's, let's just play that song we like. It'll be good. People will like it. And I do like it. I I don't want to say I like it, but I do. I, I did very much enjoy listening to it uh, this week. You're welcome. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely underestimated this band and that I thought that I was going to have a bad time. But uh, they're they're really sticking to what they do best, and you know I know I'm just repeating myself over and over again, but I don't know, man. It's a it's a it's just a stupid sugary mix of of, of new metal, industrial, offensive lyrics, shock rock, and uh, it's not slowing. I mean, it did slow down. They didn't release another album for like four years, but still, like it's it's not it's definitely not not slowing down. Two thousand and nine, no regrets. Absolutely no regrets. I regret nothing. I mean, whenever you just have a song called Sick or Six Six Sick, <laughs> you know, that's just uh, th- this is the kind of thing I'm expecting from Dope. This is the this is the prowess uh, that, I, that I've come to expect from this band that is objectively stupid, but a whole lot of fun. Um, they didn't miss a beat after four years. <laughs> when other bands made changes and tried to adapt to production and popular rock trends 
Does dope sound cosmetically different? Yes, they do. They sound like a band recorded in 2009, but they still have the electronics in places. They still write heavy rhythmic songs. If anything, there's a little bit more of a groove focus. It sounds dumb, but I can hear the bass drum on this one. So I have more present rhythm section than the previous records where it was all rhythm section. Again, it's new metal. It's all about the rhythm of the riff, not the riff itself. They let their fucking hair down on this one. This has a little bit more heavy metal in it than the previous records did. Joe, just because they feature Zach Wilde on a song doesn't immediately make them more heavy metal. Okay, maybe it does, but still, like, I mean, it's a good song. Addiction's a, addiction's actually really, really good. But uh, <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. Addiction is not good. You should not be addicted to dope. But I am saying that the song "Addiction" by the band Dope <laughs> is a good song. Just getting those puns in there while you can. I you take a drink every time I say "dope" of water gonna keep this pg around here um yeah i mean the the riffs hit harder the drums hit harder they're definitely more of a metal band on this than 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 an industrial band if that makes sense um there there's there's a little bit of like guitar wankery going on uh and not just on the zach wild song um <laughs> but uh, i like it like my favorite track is probably the song we are which is one of their more like aggressive songs edsel seems like he's screaming a little bit harder it's they're they're definitely leaning into the heaviness on this one and less on the industrial which i think is actually a pretty good look for them i love anytime that band you like keeps having fun i'm convinced that this band doesn't have a producer or a record label breathing down their neck telling them what they need to do to sell more records I feel like this band gets to play live, play the songs they like, play the songs they write, go into the studio, record and release it, and go back on tour. I hope they're having as much fun as I am listening to these records, because they haven't dropped the ball yet. And at a time when new metal was a dirty word for most people, I was still spinning this. What I really appreciate is that they are actually like taking their time between records you know at this point i mean maybe that's not like intentional on their part maybe they wanted to make more records you know what i mean but like a lot of bands like this just sat there and just shat out album after album throughout the 2000s dope they're gonna wait they're gonna wait four years to release an album and then you know they're gonna wait like they're gonna wait seven years after that to release an album but every single time they do it it's gonna be the quality that you expect and it's going to be a band that, even though it's had a lot of lineup changes, hasn't really changed that much. And it's kind of like it's what the Unpleasable Metal fan likes. You know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, Unpleasable Metal fan. Well, no, but I mean, I think he's 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 pleased with something like Dope because it's what you're expecting. It's, it's the same thing that you like, just done a little bit differently each time. That's the sweet spot. I think the sweet spot in the 2000s is a little bit further back. But a 10-year history with five records that are entertaining, fun, and don't fuck up, ever. It's hard to say anything bad about this band. And it's going to be a few years. There's going to be a lot of stuff that happens. And in 2016, you're going to get, here to date, the final album by Dope, Blood Money Part 1. 
Good old Blood Bunny Part 1. Now, you know I get triggered every single time I see a Part 1 on something. I'm like, oh, God, what is this going to be? Right? Uh, but honestly, they just did the same thing again that they did last time, you know, seven years ago. Um, and normally that's a bad thing. And I have to admit the band's not going to win any awards for innovation, but that's fine. Not everybody has to reinvent the wheel for the reference. Go see Napalm Death or KMFDM. You know, you don't, you don't have to always be different. I think a band like Dope. And I, I could be off base with this because they, they have released charting, charted albums, but they're hardly the most popular band that plays this style, right? I mean, kind of, I feel in a certain sense a little maybe overshadowed by Static X, you know, or, you know, I don't know. I can't think of another example. I don't listen to this kind of music that much. Um, but <laughs> regardless, like they are aware that they have a very specific sound. They are aware that they have a very specific fan base and they do what they can to probably not only make themselves happy, but to also make sure that that fan base is getting the thing that they need to continue to be part of the fan base. You couldn't have said it better. Everything on this album says early 2000s new metal. They're still using the same guitars, the same sounds, the same riffs, the same industrial triggers. Everything about this record is a new metal fan's dream. And to have a new album by Dope seven years later, again, I can't call the discography perfect, but what I can call it is fun. You can listen to Dope at any point in their career and you're gonna have a good time. And it feels really good in 2016 when everybody was starting to admit new metal was actually fun the whole time. Dope was still right there with a brand new album. Never went away, never tried to change the game change the vibe change anything about their sound yeah i mean they definitely did not evolve with the times which is the nice way of saying you know change their style to appeal to a mainstream audience uh if you want that just go see the last episode that we posted uh but like they don't they don't change they don't follow trends and i don't think that each record sounds enough the same to accuse the band of just putting out the same record over and over again it's you a know? subtle change um, to put out an interesting record of songs that don't yeah, sound that, the same yeah that you know people that your fans are going to like and you know if you want to release the same song again it's fine there's always remixes you know you can you can always do it they've got those too they've got those two and i think i think all in all i this this band was a fun romp for me you know i don't necessarily know if i edsel dope means it in his lyrics and all the crazy offensive things that he says um i i, I couldn't tell you i don't i don't know the guy personally but uh i hope that he's doing it all with a wink and a nod because if he's dead serious that does change my opinion on the band in a, a quite quite a quite a bit did you get to see Static X live with Etzel on lead vocals as oh, Zero? You mean, you, mean, you mean Zero? Yeah. Um, no, no, I didn't. And um, I'm not, I'm not like personally like offended that he got up and sang Static X songs. It's a little weird that he did it in a death mask, <laughs> you know. Um, but at the same time, if I had to point my finger at a guy that would do something like that, it would be Edsel Dope. So I mean, I kind of get it. Uh, it was weird that they put so much secrecy behind it, but also not weird. Maybe they didn't want the focus to be on him. I don't know. That whole situation um, doesn't feel 100% great to me. Um, so I, I personally chose to not partake in it. But 
Um, the record that they released was was all right. So there you go. I didn't get to see it live, but YouTube is a wonderful thing where you can see things that you weren't able to see in person sometimes. And I think he did a really good job. I think it's a touchy subject for some people, but the band is active. He is still active. And he's picking up pieces of the new metal genre, the industrial metal genre, and holding that torch up, not just his piece of it. So I think it's fun. I don't feel strongly about that situation to speak negatively of it. I just think it's a good thing that Essel Dope, who got shit on for a long time for reasons I don't understand by a lot of people, has so much good to hold up and say, this is what I did. What did you do? And this discography is one of the most fun discographies we've done in a new metal May. And I think it's the perfect band to celebrate this month. And I want everyone to listen to Dope if you've made fun of it and not given these six records a shot. It's going to be a good listen. You're going to have a good time. Listen to Dope. That's my final thought. Dan, final thoughts on Dope. I mean, I've said it tons of times already on this episode. I think Dope is a lot of dumb fun wrapped into a pretty digestible package of six albums that I very much enjoyed listening to in comparison to the other band that I had to listen to that week. So it may have tainted my opinion on Dope in a positive way. But uh, I, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't think that it was, uh, I didn't think that it was bad objectively. Um, the only criticism that I would have is just that this isn't normally the type of thing that I would enjoy listening to. But that's hardly a reason to say that the band is bad. But uh, I do think that they're dumb, but they're lovably dumb. And what's your album of the week? My album of the week is It Hates You by He Is Legend. For me, it's New Metal May. We're talking about dope. My album of the week cannot be anything but Felons and Revolutionaries. This is one of those times where I got to listen to this band at the very beginning when it came out. And this is a record of nostalgia for me. I want everybody to listen to it and enjoy it because I enjoyed it all week. Do what the man says. Take us out, DFT. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Discography Discussion. We are here every single week as long as you subscribe. If you've subscribed, thank you so much. If you've left us a review, thank you. If you want to reach out to us and give us some advice on how you felt about the episode or advice on what bands to talk about, send us an email at show at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash discography discussion. You can find us on Twitter at Discuss Metal and on Instagram at Discuss Metal. If you would like to join our Patreon, we post individual album reviews of some of our favorite albums as well as uh, new releases. It'll only cost you $1 to get in on that. If you decide you want to give us more money, we do have other perks as well, including a monthly hangout and a private part of our Discord server. If you just want to join the regular Discord server, there'll be a link in the show notes. It'll take you right there. And I just want to thank you guys again, and we will see you same bat time, same bat channel next week. And on that note, this has been episode 273 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. 
Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please send questions and comments to Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at Patreon.com forward slash DiscussMetal. We have some sweet perks. Joe, there's a duck trying to swim in our money again. $1 a month gets you into that exclusive album review feed. So much awesome recorded on this show. Dude, you ever stop and think? We just have a sweet podcast. I do. You know, the only thing I'm thinking about right now is the reality that I'm going to have to listen to 14 head PE albums. <laughs> like, what's that going to do to me? <laughs> um, you're going you're to be doing the episode. I'm just going to be laughing. There's going to be carnival music in the background the entire time. <laughs> Like, oh my god, you guys thought Papa Roach was bad. Oh my god. I just remember there was a reason we didn't talk about Head PE last year, and I don't remember what it was. Probably 14 albums and the fact that it's Head PE. <laughs> that probably, those two things probably had a lot to do with it. All right. All right.